Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Wow. Nice. I like it. Guys, yeah. welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your... Am I slurring my words? Did you hear that? <laughs> I, I didn't catch it. Good God. You, uh, you, why you, am I asking you? You haven't watched this show in two years. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Dave Wolomowski. Dave! Dave, how are you doing, buddy? Oh. Hey, Lyle. Um, I'm doing good. I've already got 36 hours in for the week since Monday, so Woo. making some Christmas money. Yeah. But I'm, I'm actually doing pretty good. All things considered, how are you doing, Alan? But what what did you do for the opposite of the thirty six hours? What do you what do you do when you're not at work? Do you just do you just sit on the edge of your bed like uh like wait the dude from work. Sling Blade and just <laughs> wait for the sun to rise so that you can start again? Yeah, yeah I, I I don't sleep. I wait. No, yeah. um, I I try to get things done. Maybe do a little grocery shop and cook myself some dinner. So you do work. Some... You just work again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I work more. I played Need for Speed with Chris. Okay. All right. Um, well, I, I guess that's all right. Yeah. But you, you know, you complete need for speed in real life. Oh, I do. That's how. Getting yeah, that's what I more. do for a living, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I finally got a call from my boss. I finally got a call from my boss because that you know they can see all the data from oh when you know, like when 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 something is checked off. You know, it sends the coordinates. Oh, yeah. And so that's how they can kind of without without having a tracking device, they can track mm -hmm. your progress yeah. and they can be like, wow, you did eight hours of work in three and a half hours. Hmm. <laughs> What's your secret? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Right. It's because on the one hand, they're like, OK, Alan, we can't we can't have you do that. But then they're like, hey, yeah. good job. Good job. Yeah. Because because we got, you know, <laughs> got stuff to do, you know, you can, um, you can take more packages. Speaking of stuff to do, you can see here in the studio, it's almost Christmas time. We're putting up the decorations, and they're also oh, yeah. putting up the decorations at the White House. But bad news, ladies and gentlemen, the White House Christmas tree has blown over by a gust of wind. Take a look at this right here. What are we going to do? Christmas has fallen. Oh. Yeah. The, I mean, no the, the, the little trees are tree. okay, apparently. And I don't know what has Arizona mm. has to do with it. But, yeah, they're, there they are using a crane to pick their tree back up. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of seem like they would turn the lights off while they're working on it? You know? Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. I don't okay. know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Because doesn't that mean there's something plugged in while they're yanking it around with a crane? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. I was just, I was just wondering. Uh, you know, that just goes to show you that old Bill O'Reilly from Fox News was right. Uh, Christmas under attack. Nativity displays religious songs targeted. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. Wait, hold, hold on. Can you, can you pull, that, pull that picture back up again? Yeah. yeah. Look, at, look at the eyes. My God. <laughs> <You know, laughs> They're weird. They're a little weird. You know what those eyes remind me of, don't you? Of the, the the SpongeBob meme, you know, you know, oh. yeah, 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 they're right there. <laughs> oh, he's he's moth bobbing. Oh, wait, 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 what? <laughs> he's what? Yeah. Mock bob. What? Oh, the the SpongeBob meme. I always think of the the mock bob with the upper and lowercase letters, but I think that's the wrong meme. 
yeah. the wrong name. No, no, no. That that's yeah. It's it's the same one, but I don't know. I I didn't know if oh. you were doing a SpongeBob reference. I've never actually watched the show. I only oh. know the memes. I don't know anything else. But you were never a line cook, huh? That's what got me into it. At, yeah. No, I, we, we I was a lot in common. Okay, all right. <laughs> um. In sports news tonight, UFC featherweight Charles Jourdain is set to take on Sean Woodson at UFC 297. That's uh, January 20th of next year. Uh, Jourdain has his work cut out for him, though, with Woodson. Here, take a look at the tail of the tape. Yeah, that's right. Woodson will oh. have a 9-inch reach advantage against the five foot eight Jourdain, but Jourdain pl- has a plan to tackle this challenge. He actually posted the strategy publicly on his own Twitter account. Take a look at this right here. For this fight, I am at disadvantage because of the reach. I will use the same strategy I use with my stepsister. Penetrate. Wow. And dominate. <laughs> wow. That's a real tweet, by the way. Like, there's no... Like, we don't have to make a joke. He, you know... <laughs> he did it. He did, yeah. did the and, joke. Yeah, he knows what he did. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Exactly. Hold on. I, I know this is going to throw you for a loop because God knows you've never watched the show before. Can you go back to the tale from the tape? Tale of the tape. Can you go oh, back yeah, to that? Yeah. No, no. See, I knew it would fuck you oh. up. I knew it would because oh, you're so... Yeah, that's too no, bad. fuck it. Put, take it down. Okay. You, ruined the, you ruined the whole bit. You fucking... I knew it would ruin you. It's I literally notes, said, man. I know this is going to throw you off, but can you go back? <laughs> nope. You can't. You only go forward. You can't go backwards. <laughs> there is no going back. <laughs> gone too far wait hold on you can't <laughs> see i got i got the buttons labeled and none of them yeah this is UFC. yeah but but when you're done with a button you just delete it you're done with it you know <laughs> i actually throw right. out the stream deck and get a new one all right uh and finally this evening uh indianola middle school in indianola iowa raised some eyebrows wow. with one of their daily quote respect quotes of the day oh. did did you guys ever have anything like that when you were in school like the, they would come over the intercom and they would like read something motivational or you you have anything I don't that think so. you didn't hell if i know i don't, I don't remember right, who, am I, <laughs> who am i even asking it's it, that that's my fault that one's on me yeah. um uh, which they read uh each morning over the intercom to the student body the latest entry was quote my honor is my loyalty oh it was attributed to a figure known to the plucky school administrator simply as Heinrich H. Heinrich? And yes, ladies and gentlemen, you guessed it. The oh, quote is from none other than Reichsfuhrer of the Nazi <laughs> SS himself, Heinrich Himmler. I've heard of him. Wow. <laughs> Boy, I did not see that coming. Oh. But there were a lot of red flags. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that admin is going to have to pay a hefty price, a whole haul of cost. Oh my! Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that. You know, I imagine she's going to want to go hide in a bunker after that. Yeah, I, I guess. That... But she better drive safely. You know, don't go too hard on the gas. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. So you, th- you think that's good? Yeah, I think you. I think okay, that's plenty. Well. Since we just did that, let me tell you about tonight's sponsor, which is Fox & Sons Coffee, which you can find at foxandsons.com. 
itl.com. Use promo code ITL. You get 18% off orders. Dang, 20... Hey, wait, hold on, hold on. Just, just really quick. Did you know that the other day I was on another person's program, and I won't say who it was, but I was on okay. someone else's program, and they had an ad for Fox's and Coffee. But listen to this. Whoa. They got less percentage off than us. Oh, Code ITL is a bigger savings than the elite code. code. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what other podcasts you listen to, but if you drink coffee, first of all, this is amazing. It like is. Fox, Everybody loves it's, it. It's yeah. It's yeah. Everyone loves it. I've never heard anyone say, you know, mm-hmm. but we get 18% off orders, $25 or more. Shipping's always three over. What is it? Thirty-seven ninety-nine. I don't know. The graphic's not up. So how am I well, supposed to know this at, shit? We were talking. Okay. Online at Fox and yeah. Sons. Dot com. Uh, I've actually got the dim blend light right here because you know I understand that lighter is better, but you're oh. a you're more of a dark berry sort of fellow, aren't you, Dave? Yeah, yeah, I love the darks. So anyway, Different that's foxandsons.com. <laughs> hey, 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 Dave. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Yes, Helen. What was Hitler's favorite TV show? I have no idea. The Amazing Race. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the audience joined us tonight. How about that? Oh, well. Just woke up. Uh, (laughs) What was Hitler's least favorite planet? I don't know. Jupiter. Okay, guys, we're going to be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Yeah, let's let's just let's just go over here really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so why was there like a forty minute wait in the commercial? I don't know. Actually the the first part I kinda of, the, the, the end of it why it was all screwed Doesn't make any sense. Okay. I was willing to accept responsibility <laughs> for expecting you to remember anything. That one was on okay. me. But this, this, see, this is back on you. This is a shit sandwich. You're the buns. I am. I'm okay. holding it all together. All right. Uh, let me tell you about tonight's other sponsor, which is the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at tnhotsauceco.com. Use promo code. It's too late. All one word. It's too late. 
you get not only 10% off your order, but for a limited time, you'll get a little something extra. Oh, really? Yeah. Danny's words, not mine. So that's yeah. Probably so a good thing. Have right here. This is the Pablano Jalapeno Beef Jerky. Can we get, oh. get a shot of that, Dave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. This is the beef jerky, brand new to the site. Uh, appell- apparently selling like crazy well, and it's all like this bag is only like eight dollars. Are you kidding me? That ain't bad. Yeah, jerky is can be expensive. Yeah, dude, everything's expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah, I bought. I made the mistake. It's of buying groceries this past weekend. I oh, was saving do so much more money when I just starved. <laughs> That yeah. Is, yeah, that's good for budget. But now I can spend $8 and get some Poblano Jalapeno Beef Jerky from the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at tnhotsauceco.com. Use promo code. It's too late. Uh, Hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for Meme of the Week. Oh, brace yourself. Oh, oh, no. I may be low income, but I'll never be low income. You want to you want to tell me why that said viewer mail? You know, I, I you know what? We'll just ignore that it said that. But uh, yeah, that wasn't me. I don't, I don't think that. You this will soon. You will soon take a risk that will pay off. Oh. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it. I, I hope that I'm one's feeling. not a... See, I was willing to take the risk even if it didn't pay off. But now... <laughs> now I'm in. It's encouraging you. Yeah, I'm I'm in. Uh, but we do have an animated bonus meme. Check out the animated so bonus gay. meme. Hello, you faggot! So you're a queer, aren't you? Bad! What are you, a fag? <laughs> wow. That was aggressive. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, so was the kid, was that, did that happen all in one day, or is it a different bully each day? Oh, no? yeah. Because, yeah, all in one day, that's going to. Obviously, just don't. Have an effect on you. Obviously, just don't, you know drive an electric car then yeah we won't have this problem uh i mean should, should we even should we even go on what's at this gonna point? happen all right uh i'll tell you what's gonna happen we're gonna answer some viewer mail <laughs> queer heard you have one of them kia souls i don't know uh, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Dave, if you caught me eating glue and I asked you not to tell anybody, would your lips be sealed? All right. See, that, that, I'm like, well, they're not eating glue, so why would their lips be sealed? Or me, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know, but that's... Like, it's, it's, it must be weird up in Maine. It is. Okay. I think it's all the, the moose. I think it's just they just don't see the sun ever. And you just kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know. 
I've actually seen I've seen that on TV. I've seen like there's there's towns and places like you know, like whatever like Iceland or Greenland or whatever where they have mm-hmm. they have darkness for months at a time. Oh yeah, and I'm yeah. like I, that sounds neat. Yeah, I'm kind of into that. I don't. Yeah, I'm I kind of solar powered. Yeah, I kind of want to go there. Mm-hmm. You know what I you know what I also saw on YouTube is there's this guy that makes these videos where he'll build shelters out in the woods just using like his bare hands and you know yeah, whatever what's laying around and mm-hmm. it'll in the video will be like you know I survived in the woods in negative 32 degree weather without a tent or without you know whatever and and so he'll build the shelter and you know it'll, it'll be a bunch of logs laid over some other logs built into a hill, mm-hmm. and now he's got like a little one room thing, and he's got it made where he's got his little campfire, and the smoke goes out the little little thing, and, yeah. and he's got like a little lean to door with branches, and and every time they're done, it's like it's actually quite comfortable, and and look at the thermometer, always, it's yeah. it's sixty eight degrees inside here, and I always mm-hmm. leave the video thinking I'd like to just kind of move in, just live there. I mean, not not at night yeah. once in the woods, just permanently. Also makes me wonder how many dead YouTubers are out in the woods that weren't good at that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, probably the ones that don't have enough subscribers. So if you guys are watching this right now, go be sure to mm-hmm. like and subscribe. And Oh, yes, please. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know. If this if this does if this thing doesn't work out, then me and Dave have to go see if we can build a shelter in the woods by nightfall when it's negative thirty two degrees. I think we could do it. I'm sure we could build one. Doesn't mean we'll yeah. survive, but no, we'll... no, definitely won't survive. But no, but but see, I was I was in for it the whole time though. Like you'll be panicking in the end, missing oh. everyone, your loved ones. I'll you'll see me, and I'll be as content as I've ever looked. Yeah. Everything's going according to plan. That actually probably will freak you out even more, won't it? You're like, why are you so happy? (laughs) Why do you look so comfortable? (laughs) Oh, man, I saw saw somebody, there was a meme. Of course, it's a Ryan Gosling meme, because every meme now has Ryan Gosling in it. And and the top text was, you know, YOLO, you only live once. And the bottom text was, thank fucking God. All right, uh, Chris Melliard writes, Dear Alan and Dave, that fancy little ball cost over $2 billion to build. He's talking about the, the oh. thing from the viewer mail post. Apparently, that cost $2 billion. That's insane. Uh, if you had $2 billion to build anything, what would it be and where? Uh, I think Dave and I would just build a shelter out in the woods yeah, uh, for the free woods, yeah. using our hands and then just keep $2 billion. Yeah. But then we're dead. We'll bury it, though. I mean, I don't know who we is. I'm fine. Oh. Yeah. I'm afraid there's going to be like a, a Star Wars situation where you, you cut me open and sleep inside of me for <laughs> Oh, boy. Would you Would you like that, Dave? No, no. Would I'd you rather, like me I'd inside rather, of no, you? I do. I was setting myself up. Yeah, okay. As, as the words were coming out of my mouth, yeah. It's not the only thing coming at you. Uh, oh my god! Uh, Celeste Annis writes, "Dear, this is this episode really turned not safe work." It's yeah, yeah. it's a roller coaster. Celeste Annis writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, what remake of a song do you prefer to the original? Mm. Is there a, is there a remake that you like more than the original? Did we answer this before? I feel like because I said that the Alien Ant Farm, uh, the Smooth Criminal, 
I sound, this does sound like something we've answered before because yeah. I remember you saying something just goddamn retarded like, like that. that. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. Well, see, a lot I think of people. Pennywise, Pennywise did a pretty good stand by me. You have the um, worst taste in music of anyone I've ever known. I'm all over the place. Very eclectic. No, that's just no. That's that's what people with bad taste tell themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, oh, but I, my tastes are eclectic. Yeah. You wouldn't understand. You sound, you like having people in sight. Uh, Aaron Kittner writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what is the worst, worst, oh. what is the worst gift you ever got for Christmas? Dave, the worst gift you ever got for Christmas. Oh. Worst gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I, there's not really bad ones. Oh. My sister doesn't watch this. She got me. My sister got me this like big glass, like tray bowl thing, and mm-hmm. no idea what to do with it. It's like big, so mm-hmm. it takes up space. Yeah, I can't remember what happened to that. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that comes to mind. Okay, it was like it was like swirly painted and yeah, weirdly shaped. Uh. One time, uh, I think it was, I think it was my aunt, but she only did it at the behest of my mother. Uh, cause mm. it was like a, you know, she's going to get me a Christmas present. She doesn't know what to get me. So my mom oh, tells yeah, yeah. her this is what he yeah. needs. I uh, got me a box of strawberry pop tarts. That's what you needed. Which, okay. But this, it goes way deeper than that because a, I don't like strawberry pop tarts. Oh, like I actually well, hate we, them. I hate them a lot. The only pop tarts I ever even remotely liked was blueberry. Strawberry was awful. So then, then it, then now you're to the next layer of the onion. Of my mom told her to get strawberry. So does that mean my mom wanted me to have a terrible Christmas, or that my mom doesn't know me? It could I'm be th- both. I'm hoping. Oh, could no, be no, both. Could... <laughs> could be both. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking it was the, the second, the latter. Yeah. Go ahead and put that in your notes. For me. Yeah, I got the notebook. In my, in my file, yeah. Uh, Justin Campbell writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what's more entertaining? Uh, what's the more entertaining bad movie genre? Hallmark holiday movies or B-horror movies? Oh, come on. I mean, that has to be the B-horror movies, right? Because the Hallmark movies aren't entertaining at all. Wait, are we picking which one's worse? No, which one's more entertaining? Do you oh, even listen yeah. to me when I talk? I thought I I read him earlier, and I thought he asked what which was worse. Okay, so you, know? you read it earlier, and you don't yeah. listen to me talk. Kind of, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, gonna B-movies get me strawberry pop tarts for Christmas. I know it. It's it's, know it's in the notebook. I know you're gonna do it, and I'm from, never gonna from talk. What I caught, I'm never gonna speak to you I ever again. <laughs> I'm gonna expect you to be here on the show, but I'm never gonna speak to you. Yeah, yeah. It'll be awkward. Yeah, over the course of weeks and months, you'll eventually go insane because I'm here looking, but but I won't talk to you. And you'll, you'll start to internalize it, thinking, can he not hear me? <laughs> you know, but it's, it'll be, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not speaking to you. Starting the show anyways. Oh, weird. Uh, it has to be the B-horror movies because they're always like they're low budget, but it's like, you know, endearingly yeah, low budget. I love them. Yeah. yeah. But the Hallmark movies are just awful. No, yeah, there's that's yeah, there the the women in them are always mid, and if you find one, and then and it doesn't matter because you're not you're not going to get any TNA anyway, 
No. It's a Hallmark movie. Just feelings. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe somebody gets murdered, but Hallmark movies or for are for single moms to convince them that they haven't ruined their lives. Oh, there's still a chance. There's not. Ugh. There's not. All right. Uh, Lyle Durio writes, Dear Alan and Dave, are we going to have a cold winter this year? Mm. Are we going to have a cold winter this year? Well, as far back as I can remember, it got pretty cold every winter. So I'm going to say, yeah, it's going to be colder this winter. It's going to be colder. So it's going to it be colder. Like summer. Well, that's not what he asked. He... Yeah, so if it's going to be cool. You're out of the yeah. rest of the segment. I'm pulling All the plug right. on you. This is ridiculous. You don't listen. You don't read them. It's ridiculous. Um, I actually think we're going to have a mild winter because it's like I've been wearing shorts within the last week. So I, I think it's going to be. I thought you said you're in like the 30s or something. I said within the last. I swear to. F Didn't I just say you're out of the segment? Okay. God damn it. All right. He just does it now because he... Don't encourage him. All right. Uh, Sean Hatchie writes, uh, oh. I know there was a reason I no-showed every live event but one. That's okay. not a question. But also, yeah, Sean Hatchie was here. You guys weren't. But Sean Hatchie was here. Was, I haven't seen him. It's kind of weird. <laughs> he, was, he was here one time. He was hanging out with other people, and then like at the very end, he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm Sean Hatchie," and I'm like, "Is that supposed to mean something?" Or <laughs> and he hasn't come back. It's weird. Uh, Patricia Marie writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, would you go back to MySpace?" Dave, did you have a MySpace? Did you? Did you uh, have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a Ooh, MySpace. Was... I can't get into it anymore. I've what was your anthem? What was your song? Ooh, I think I have. What is? Hmm. I can't think of the name of the rap group. It was it was some some like eighties rap. I don't I don't even know what it was. Okay. All right, Mary, just take note. He doesn't remember when you guys got married, but he does remember the rap song on his MySpace from thirty years yeah, I can't ago. Think just song. just use that information. However, you know. Uh Mary Lynn Oh! Perfect timing. Oh, Mary Lynn cool. Willamowski writes, Dear Alan and Dave. Uh oh. How long does an article of clothing in your closet slash dresser go untouched before you finally decide to donate it? Been hanging on to some stuff too long, Dave? I'll tell you, it. there is no time limit on holding on to clothes that you like and that maybe maybe it'll come back in a style, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all cyclical. Like, you wish your parents had the cool 70s stuff, you know, for Halloween or something, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to keep it as long as I want because maybe I'll get skinny again too. So, Ooh. Mm. okay, yeah, it, it's Mary. It's it's his stuff. <laughs> Let him have something. You know, I think it's because we share a closet and yeah, Mary. Dave was on here during the pre-show and he was the whole time was talking about how he doesn't have anything that's his own anymore. Not <laughs> not in not in the last how many years was it? Seventeen years, whatever it was. He's he's like I just need. Something for me. And you just want to take it? Mm hmm Yeah. Uh, Mary says, Dave has more clothes in the closet than me. Okay. Let's revisit that later. Uh, Ryan Seifert <laughs> writes, Dear Alan and Dave, why does Santa give shitty toys to poor kids? Because they're shitty oh. kids. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't be poor. Yeah. Poor people are lesser, you know? Maybe they get stolen. Maybe he leaves nice stuff, but it gets stolen. Yeah, I, I wonder why that is. Or, or fenced by their parents or something. Fenced? You... Yeah, like the, you have what you have it? to have a fence to sell like a a tricycle. <laughs> they're not they're not getting like anyway. Uh, and finally tonight, Gary Dyster writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, which is the superior cartoon, Rick and Morty or King of the Hill?" I've never even watched Rick and Morty. Uh, it's fun. I love Rick and Morty. And and apparently they fired the guy like they. They fired the voice yeah, actor guy. Some, some false allegations. And so, well, that automatically. So, King of the Hill. Wow. Have you ever seen King of the Hill? I have seen King of the Hill. Yeah. You, you enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's all right. Uh, I didn't know until long, long after the show that uh, Lou Ann was uh, Brittany Murphy. No way. I still don't know. Well, till now, if I listened. And then Brittany Murphy died. Whoa. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. Because I would have, Brittany Murphy, I would have. I'm just, do, should we wait for the commercial break until you're done Googling or should we move on? No, I okay. I think I've seen her before. Okay, she was in Sin City. She was oh, she was yeah. just she was just tits number six in that movie, but <laughs> it's it's fine though. Uh, okay, guys, we're gonna be back with this month's installment of Sports Ball with Mike and Alan right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Armchair quarterbacks and shower thought GMs. It's time for this week's episode of Sports Ball with Mike Meharry and Alan Mosley. You know, I always get a little tingle when I hear that music. I know you do. I do too. You know, I, I couldn't decide if it was time for our monthly episode, and I looked back at the last one on YouTube and it said streamed one month ago. Well, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Guys, welcome back for another episode of Sports Ball. I am your host, Alan Mosley. Joined, as always, by my good friend and Tampa Bay sports superfan. It's Mike Meharry. Mike, what, what what are you wearing today? Well, it is, it is Tampa Bay. It is, yeah. Wow. I'm, uh, I'm honoring my really, really bad football team that we have here in Tampa Bay. I almost hey. wore my – you know, I bought one of the old – Bucko Bruce hats. I almost wore right. it just because that's pretty much what they're playing. Like, hey, 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 that team's on the bubble. <laughs> You're right. You're right. All right. <laughs> Guys, we're going to start off the episode the way we always do with some shit announcers say. Constantly spiking him. You need one yard. Run the ball. 
What? What? Run the ball. Hey, CT. He's triggered. All he has He's to triggered. do is run the football. Tyreek Hill, they move him into the backfield and get that matchup against the safety Whitehead. Ooh, you know, he got married during the bye week. Sanders for the extra point. I hope that's his wife he tossed it to. We'll, we'll find out. Constantly spanking him. Two games. Constantly spiking him. A lot of that. Yeah. What? Well, that's another thing. I worked seven years with John Madden, and we had yeah. through ducking. Yeah, oh, yeah. I might have to duck this. You got Brown on Brown Crime right up top. Constantly spiking him. Offside. Defense number 56. Sorry about that. Five-yard penalty from the previous spot, and it's, it's still third down. Pass interference, defense number two. Oh. Well, he said number two, which was the offensive player, and he pointed Correction. to the defense. Pass interference, offense there we go. number two. <laughs> we play third down. Constantly spiking him. We saw him coming off and had to put it in his mouth and try and... We have seen that pose and that look on Robert Sala's face for the majority of the night. Yeah, he is. He's steaming right now. He is so hot inside. Constantly spiking him. <laughs> and there's our French Aikman with the the closeted comment once yes. again. You know, Alan, I've got a puck to the head for today. I think I would have oh. done the bromance. Yeah, you should have done the bromance. Oh, sorry. That was that was bad. But I've got a real puck to the head, uh, and I don't really quite know who to, who to shoot it at. So maybe you can help me out with this. So Corey Perry, he's a veteran NHL player, actually played with the Lightning the past two seasons. Uh, been in the league for a long time, considered a great locker room guy, kind of a character guy. And this is why the Chicago Blackhawks signed him to a $4 million deal in the offseason. Now, the Hawks had the number one draft pick, and they grabbed up Connor Bedard, who is hockey's next wonder kid. And I do mean kid. He's 18 years old and uh, playing on the Blackhawks first line as a rookie. So mm. Perry was supposed to come in. He's supposed to be kind of a mentor and a father figure for Bedard. Mm -hmm. Well, a week or so ago, Perry just kind of mysteriously disappeared from the team. They were on a road trip in Columbus, practice in the morning, nowhere to be seen. Nobody says anything. Uh, the next thing you know, the Hawks are saying he's not with the team anymore, and it was a team decision. His agent saying, no, no, he's dealing with some personal issues. It was his decision to leave. Um, bottom line is really no explanation given for Perry's absence. And uh, so you can imagine the rumor mill popped uh, or cranked up immediately. And word on the street is uh, that Perry banged Bedard's mom during the team mom trip. <laughs> so... Yeah. So if it's true, and I have no idea if it is or not, he took being a father figure to Connor. Maybe he took that just a little too literally. Yeah. Uh, the memes for this are glorious, by the way. I, I don't so. know. I feel like the franchise deserves the puck to the head because what kind of franchise signs players thinking we need a father figure for our draft picks? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah I kind of get that, too. But um, anyway, so yesterday, uh, the Blackhawks actually waived Perry with the intention of terminating his contract, and he cleared waivers today. So they're going to basically just cut him loose. 
And they still haven't said really what the deal is. The official statement was predictably vague. Uh, they said that he engaged in conduct that is unacceptable and in violation of both the terms of his standard players contract and Blackhawks internal policies intended to promote professional and safe work environments. Now, just reading that statement, entirely plausible that he banged the kid's mom. I'm just saying. Um, but the reports are kind of that the incident involved a team employee. I don't know if you call Bedard's mom an employee um, uh, and that it occurred in Columbus. So. Uh, yesterday, Blackhawks GM Kyle Davidson tried to quash the rumor and, and said this does not involve any player or their families, and anyone who suggests otherwise is otherwise is wildly inaccurate, and it's frankly disgusting. And he's right about that. Well, Mike, of course it's an employee because being a mom is a full-time job. Full-time job. There you go. So – I don't know. You know, if Perry did do the nasty with Bedard's mom, he definitely deserves a puck to the head because you don't do that. Um, well, you know, speaking of other things that you don't do, I also have a puck to the head, but we're going the wrong direction from which way yours went. Well, let's talk a little bit about Josh Giddy, oh boy. Uh, guard for the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is, this kid, I mean, I, I shouldn't call him a kid. He's a man. He's 21 years old. Uh, doing pretty well in his rookie season in the NBA. But uh, rumors going around that he may have had an improper engagement with a 17-year-old minor. Yeah, since she looks 17. Yeah, she looks every bit of 17, too. He looks like a fucking... Anyway, anyway <laughs> uh, the police have opened an inquiry after days of seemingly there was going to be no issue with his impropriety. He's still with the team. He's still starting. Hasn't been taken out of the lab. But police have police in California have opened up an inquiry into his activities. Now, for people at home that are wondering, well, wait a minute, let me Google real quick, what's the age of consent in Oklahoma? In the Sooner State, apparently the age of consent is 16. <laughs> but let me just stop you right there before you wipe your brow and say all is well. This this is a lesson to the young men out there that might in the audience that might be listening. Guys, if you're having to Google what the age of consent is in a state, <laughs> she's too young. Boom. She's too young. I enjoy that the uh, team is sponsored by Loves. <laughs> All right. Anyway, on that news, it's time for us to go on an epic quest in this week's... Adventures and Officiating. This is from the Tennessee-Vanderbilt game this past weekend. Now, the game itself... Oh! Oh, my Yikes. goodness. Uh, you see a flag on the field, quarterback Swan for Vanderbilt getting just decked in the lower back, but apparently it was supposed to be a dead ball. Well, what's the penalty? The penalty is a false start. Well, wait a minute, Mike. If it's a false start, there's no play. Well, why is he getting decked, and why isn't the UT player being penalized for roughing the quarterback? Uh, by the way, as you pointed out, look the way he walks back like, look what I just did, you guys. <laughs> Needless to say, Vanderbilt coach Clark, Clark Lee is a little upset. Very next play, third 19. Oh, getting drugged oh. down by two defenders, ripping for the ball. Uh, referees are just kind of standing around. Oh, here comes the pushing and shoving. But wait just a minute. There's another flag on the field. Wait a minute. Well, what's what's this flag? You, you see a replay of the play right here. This, this poor guy getting decked again. By the way, he would go on to not finish the game with a back injury. I know you're shocked to hear that. I'm shocked. The second penalty was a delay of game. 
Okay, hold on. A delay of game is a dead ball <laughs> dead penalty. Ball. If there's no play, then why is the quarterback being allowed to be trucked by oh multiple gosh. defenders? Now, you see right here at this point, Vanderbilt coach Clark Lee is livid. And, of course, what happens? He gets the flag. He gets the flag. He gets a 15-yard personal foul. Yes, that's right. He's actually being held back by state police right there. That is actually happening on the field. He gets a 15-yard penalty for saying, uh, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase, if it had been their quarterback, would you have thrown an effing flag? Mm -hmm. you know, that's a legit question with what we just saw on the field. Yeah. Um, he has every right to be upset. Now, of course, after multiple penalties and the 15-yarder on the coach, uh, on the coach, look, the drive's over. It's third and 39. What's Vandy going to do? We're just going to run a draw. We're going to get ready to punt, right? But this is just the beginning. You see fights breaking out literally all over the field. Uh, flags are coming out. There's towels on the ground. Helmets are rolling across the field. Oh, and oh, gosh. here come the Vanderbilt Commodores. Yep, almost all of them. Almost the entire bench clears heading towards the Tennessee sideline. Now, if you want to be generous and say that they're just trying to break up the fight, um, I think you're probably being a little bit too generous. Right. But now this is the predictable response of what happens when an officiating crew completely loses control of the game. Yep. Yep, uh, it's it, Should Vanderbilt's bench have cleared in this situation? Of course it shouldn't. No. Um, there is one thing that I, I do want to point out since we're on that topic. The NCAA rule clearly states that if any players leave the bench in area to enter into an altercation already taking place on the field, those players are ejected from the mm -hmm. game. It's not an it's it's not a one two three strikes you're out type situation. Of course, what do the referees do? They're 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 going to do the mealy mouth thing of calling penalties on both teams, and we're right. going to say they offset. Remarkably, no nobody was ejected for fighting, even though we also know that yanking helmets and throwing haymakers are also automatic right. ejections. Uh, no players were ejected, Mike Meharry. In fact, there wasn't even a sideline warning given to Vanderbilt. Wow. Not even a sideline warning. Oh my uh, gosh. So, so you're, you're going to see in the video right here, freeze frame, you can maybe count a half a dozen Vanderbilt players who would not be ejected. Yeah, they're all the guys are thinking, hey, maybe we'll get in the game now. <laughs> so it absolutely was fouled up from start to finish. But Mike Meharry, if we just saw how an officiating crew can completely lose control of a game, how should the officials have handled it? Well, I've got a great example. Allen, a uh, recent game this week between the Florida Panthers and the Ottawa Senators. And uh, here you'll see uh, Brady Kachuk come out of the uh, penalty box and, oh, bangs into the goalie. Now, that's always going to draw attention, as you see here. And this is pretty typical. Uh, you get these scrums, especially if you touch another team's goalies. Um, this one's pretty intense. I mean, you've got gloves dropping and, and sticks flying. you got refs in there. You know, they're breaking, trying to break things up. Trying. Um, trying, yeah. This is, uh, by the way, Brady's grandma. She seems unpleased by the entire situation. And incidentally, his uh, brother also plays was in this game. He plays for the Panthers. Now, what's a little bit unusual here, though, is, is normally you'll see these scrums, and, and they'll settle down. You can kind of see it settling down there. That's uh, Brady's brother, by the way. And um, so, you know, it looks like everything's kind of wound down a little bit. Everything's cool, but, oh, no, we're going to go again. And uh, so the melee continues, right? We've got a, another 
breakup or breakout of, uh, of, of violence. And uh, I think it actually kind of revs up one more time. So basically what you've got, you've got the refs, they're, they're in there, they're trying to keep these guys separated. Uh, they're trying to keep it from being a, you know, a, a whole uh, line brawl, as they would call it. And, um, and they're doing a fair job. But here's the thing. You've got a 4 nothing score. There's seven minutes left in the third period. This is a recipe for absolute disaster in a hockey game. Here, here you're seeing a replay of, of him running the goalie, which, by the way, you can't do that. Um, and he ended up getting a penalty for goalie interference on this. But this is a recipe for disaster. You've got seven minutes left in this game. There's no way that the Senators are going to come back and win. Typically, when you have a situation like this, the refs lose control. You're going to see fights all the way to the end of the game, maybe high sticks, rough stuff. So the ref solves the problem. He gives everybody on the ice a 10-minute misconduct. Wow. Yep. So basically, everybody that was on the ice, other than the two goalies, uh, they're done. So they go to the locker room, and that diffuses the situation because uh, all of the hotheads are in the showers, and uh, you've only got about half the team left to, to finish out the the game anyway so um yeah i think you know i kind of like the old days there you see the team and this looks like a beer league game in 11 30 at night <laughs> nobody wants to show up plenty but, of room on the bench yeah absolutely so good example of refs getting control now i like the old days when the enforcers would have taken care of this but since they've basically taken out out of hockey you got to give kudos to the officials for diffusing the situation. The game basically ended uneventfully, although Florida did end up scoring on the power play, so it ended up being 5 nothing. But, um, yeah, good job on the refs there. So uh, some good adventures in officiating for a change. So what you're saying is, is Vandy's entire team should have been ejected for being upset that they were being screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that just, that just compounded and compounded. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to move on to this week's discussion topic, which is we're coming down to the playoff push. The NFL mm -hmm. season's end draws nigh. We're going to start with the AFC playoffs. Let's take a look at the teams that are in the hunt and the teams that are on the bubble. I don't know if it's really fair to say that the Ravens and Chiefs are in the hunt. I think it's pretty safe to say that they're going to uh, most likely win their divisions and most likely finish somewhere in the area of 1-2 in the standings. Yeah. Uh, you currently have the Jaguars at number three. Now, they are coming off a big win over the uh, over a hot Texans team. Mm -hmm. um, if they maintain their hold as a leader of the division, then they're definitely going to be up there. Uh, they they currently have the tiebreaker over the Miami Dolphins. If you're wondering why the Jacksonville Jaguars are ahead of the Dolphins, uh, you can think tiebreakers. But the yeah. same thing for the Dolphins, though. They are like two two or three games up now at this point on the Bills. Mm -hmm. um, they've got control of the division. So, I mean, it would take a complete collapse to not be talking about those teams. Right. <laughs> but but let's move on a little bit from there. You, you can see the, the, the current wildcard team, Steelers, Browns, Colts. Let's talk a little bit about that NFC North. You've got the Steelers and the Browns. The Steelers being led by uh, Kenny Pickett. This is an off a defense that's been fantastic, uh, an offense that basically doesn't exist. Uh, and and of course, here I am making fun of them, but they have a winning record, and they're if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. You also have the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, of course, are coming off of a three point loss to that Steelers team. In case you're yep. still wondering if they belong. Um, I think arguably the Browns have had a a, a better roster. Um, unfortunately, their quarterback Deshaun Watson is out for the year. Yep. 
Now they have won a game since that time, so it's it's not like that they've gone winless ever since. But it's it seems like these paths are already starting to diverge. So we'll start there, taking again uh, Ravens at number one, Steelers and Browns five and six. Do the Steelers and Browns belong in the playoffs, or only one, or neither? Neither one of them are great football teams. Mm-hmm. I think, given the parity in the NFL that we're seeing today. I mean, I guess they deserve to be in, but do you really want to see mediocre football teams in the playoffs? And this goes back to what we talked about the last sports ball, this, this kind of trend towards uh, the NFL likes to call it parity, but Mm -hmm. we call it mediocrity. Um, I'm not sure it's the kind of playoff football that you want to see, but I do think that one of those teams will probably end up in the playoffs I'd say Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's trajectory is a little bit stronger than than Cleveland's, but yeah, you know, well, Cleveland I, I is coming off them to stay around long. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Cleveland's coming off a blowout loss to the Broncos, which we'll get to them in a second. But you you kind of feel like the the, the Steelers in 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 my heart of hearts, I say they don't really belong in the playoffs. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is they're a couple of games up on the field uh, for for the final spots. Uh, they just beat one one of those other competitors. And, you know, Kenny Pickett, al- it's like, it, is Kenny Pickett alive better than Deshaun Watson dead? <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and, I, think- and I will give him this, you know, Pittsburgh fires their offensive coordinator, and then the following week, uh, Pickett suddenly looks like a better quarterback, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I kind of agree with that, that I, I'm feeling like Steelers in. I mean, the Browns are technically in today, but mm-hmm. we'll see if that holds. Right. Uh, we'll take a take a look at that AFC South we mentioned earlier. Of course, the Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you, you feel like that the AFC South is a weak division, and mm-hmm. you feel like the Jaguars are only in because they're leading a weak division. But the Jaguars are 8-3. The Jaguars are eight and three. The, the 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 only team that they trail in terms of wins and losses is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they're they're an eight and three team, and they have some quality wins. However, they don't have the division sewed up yet. But that AFC South division, I feel like four weeks ago you would have said the AFC South sucks. I wish none of them can get in, and yet right now two teams are in, and the third team is the first team out. Yeah. This, this this division may suddenly go from wow one team gets in automatically to wow three teams got in. Oh, that would be so weird. If the Steelers and Browns go on losing streaks, the AFC South, the quote-unquote worst division in the AFC, gets three teams in. (laughs) How about that? And again, you know, I watched the Colts a little bit this weekend when they played the Bucs. And if it wasn't for the Bucs shooting themselves in the foot, the Colts would have lost that game. So, Mm -hmm. again, not a great football team that we're talking about here, and, and yet we're looking at them potentially being having a playoff berth. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing, is that you you feel like a Colts team that just came off having a high draft pick, which that draft pick went out like in a few weeks with a season-ending right. injury. They've been led by Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew. and <laughs> Min- Minshew mania aside, it's easy to make fun of, but the fact is is that they're 6-5. and five. Uh, They have the tiebreakers uh, over. Right now, there's a 6-5 and five Texans, 6-5 and five Broncos, and 6-6 six and six Bills. The Colts uh, have tiebreakers over those teams right now. Yeah. So, well, and the thing that the Colts can do, they can run the football. That and, uh, Whoa, and, ho, 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 ho. see, this is how I can tell Mike Meharry doesn't take sports ball as serious as me. You know he's out, right? It's, I did it's, not know that. It's 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 one of these. He can't hold the football anymore. It's he's he's the next Joe Burrow. He's I'm healthy, but I can't hold on to a football anymore. Oh boy. Uh, so no, it's it is it is Minshew's team. No, I I said running the ball. 
Well, that, they ain't going to run the ball without Jonathan Taylor. So, Oh, he must have gotten hurt at the end of the Bucks game because he was giving the Bucks trouble. Well, who doesn't give the Bucks trouble? We're <laughs> we're we're gonna we're Touché. gonna we're gonna get to the Bucks in a second. No, uh, Taylor uh, uh, actually undergo undergoing thumb surgery. It's happening as we speak. Uh, okay. Um. Well, so see, it's, I'm I'm behind the times. So that that's another one that if the season into today they're in, but what will the season look like in a few weeks? Uh. So so fine. And all and also as an addendum to that. Uh, boy, C.J. Stroud had Rookie of the Year wrapped up like six weeks ago. He's definitely, definitely, definitely got it now. Um, if anything, you 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 feel like that the Texans will overcome the Colts because the Texans are a more complete team and they didn't just lose their star running back for the year the way the Colts did. Um, but the Texans have to win some more games. I mean, the sure. the the Texans are six and five, and you have a logjam. You have. Uh, three, three, six and five teams, a six and six team, a five and six team and a five and seven team. You parody, can't afford baby. you. Yeah. <laughs> parody. All right. Finally, we're going to move on to a couple teams in the AFC that are currently on the outside looking in, but with perhaps differing trajectories. That is of course our, our friend Dave's Buffalo bills or Dave and yeah, right. I mean, it's his fault for being a bills fan. <laughs> and of course, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Now, you know, a someone who hasn't been paying to the season for very long would say, well, of course the Bills are going to get in because mm-hmm. the Bills are one of the best teams in the AFC. Josh Josh Allen's number one quarterback in the NFL. He's leading the NFL in touchdowns. How could that team not get in? Uh, uh, spoiler, he's also leading the league in turnovers. Turnovers. Um, and vice versa. Look, Russell Wilson, he's, he's, he's washed, right? He can't play anymore. Last, last season clearly showed that mm-hmm. that was the worst trade in the history of the NFL, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. And yet, from the moment that the Broncos were essentially counted out and, and the Sean Payton experiment with Russell Wilson was essentially over, uh, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs 19-8. to Since then, they have won five straight games including mm-hmm. getting one back on the Chiefs including yep. beating the Buffalo Bills that are also in that picture right there yep. so same thing again for playoff seating the Bills are currently all the way down in ninth and you have to be in the top 7 they're 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 behind the Colts and tiebreakers but they have the same record but that's with five straight wins this team was 1 and 5 i know they were 1 and 5 and now they're 6 and 5 uh, and they, of course, they have the tiebreaker over the Bills. They just beat them. Yeah. So, do you think one, both, or neither of those teams get in? I think one of them gets in. Which one? Obviously, I, I think I think Denver's going to get in. I, I really like the job that Peyton's doing with that team. And they're, you know, you look at you look at momentum and trending. And as you move into the post Thanksgiving push. Uh, that's a team that's trending upward, and the Bills are definitely trending downward. I, I would not be shocked to see the Bills miss the playoffs. Now, ha- listen to this. Uh, the Broncos' next game is at the Texans. That's a tough game, but Ooh, that's a game yeah. against a team that you need to lose, need to have them lose in order mm-hmm. to jump them in the standings. So who better to play? Yeah, They still have both games against the Chargers. They still have a Raiders game. They still have the Patriots, and then one game at the Lions. Fairly easy schedule. Yeah, not too bad. Fairly easy schedule down the end. But, of course, compare that to the poor, poor Buffalo Bills' schedule. Um, They have the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, they're coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Eagles. Did the Bills look much improved? Absolutely. 
but they still lost the game. They lost. <laughs> they may be the most improved team over the last five weeks, but they can't afford to lose any more games. Right. Oh, a team that can't afford to lose any more games? They only play at Kansas City this week. Mm-hmm. Then they'll. I then think they'll they've host, got the Dolphins again. They'll they'll host the Dallas Cowboys, and then after mm-hmm. Chargers Pats, which the Broncos are also playing Chargers Pats, they then they're at Miami. Mm-hmm. So a team that really can't afford to lose a single other game has Chiefs, Cowboys, Dolphins. Eh. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning. I'm kind of leaning Bronco. I'm kind of leaning Texans to overtake the Colts, but mm-hmm. the Broncos may overtake all of them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. We'll find out. On that note, we're going to also cover the NFC playoffs Mm -hmm. right after this commercial break. Don't go away. It's Too Late with Alan Mosley is proudly supported by Fox & Sons Coffee. Fans of It's Too Late use code ITL and receive 18% off orders of $25 or more. Shipping's always free on orders over $37.99, so get yours today at their website, which is www.foxandsons.com. It's www.foxandsons.com. I know I do too. I I've long been an advocate of I think the Super Bowl should go all the way around the country to different stadiums each year, not just always Miami and, mm-hmm. and Arizona, which means let's go play in Green Bay. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I know. I mean, teams have to do it, just so we might as well do it in the Super Bowl. All right. We're gonna take a quick look at the NFC playoff picture, which admittedly is not really quite as muddy as the AFC. Yet your your division leaders and your your teams at the top are definitively at the top. Yes. Uh, of course, the Eagles, ten and one, best team in the NFL right now. Um, so obviously they're at number one. The 49ers, A lot of people think the 49ers might be the best team, but we can't just ignore that they went on a three game losing streak. Um, eight and three is certainly right. not a bad record, but that puts them two games back on the Eagles. But hey, they're going to win their division. Uh, the Lions eight and three. Oh, that's an ugly loss on Thanksgiving. Ugly no loss on ugly loss on Thanksgiving. But hey, they're they're still At in home. there. Uh, that's also true. Uh, now, of course. We're we're gonna go ahead and kill it right there to bring up our first division. Let's look at that NFC South of, of, oh my. of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New Orleans Saints. We're in the hunt, baby. The if the season ended today, based entirely on tiebreakers, the five and six, a losing record, Atlanta Falcons are the fourth seed, be the bottom division winner. Uh, by the way, just as, as an aside, it is mathematically possible for a eight and nine NFC South winner to host the 14 and three Dallas Cowboys. I, for the love of God, just keep the divisions for games, but then seed the playoffs. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just seed the playoffs. Just run the ball. Just one yard. Just seed the playoffs. <laughs> All right, anyway, so you've got the Atlanta Falcons currently in there based mostly on the fact that they just beat those New Orleans Saints. Um, If Derek Carr didn't throw a pick six, we would be having a totally different conversation. But what happened, happened. Uh, And then, of course, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are technically all the way down at number 11. And I know it's easy to laugh and say, yeah, in the hunt, baby. But, yeah, right. But the fact of the matter is, is they still have a chance to win their division. 
They do. The, I mean, they've still got games against Atlanta. They've got another game against New Orleans, and they've got two against the uh, horrible Carolina Panthers. So that's, I mean, again, you know, it's it's one thing to say that you don't want to play competitive teams. You want to have cupcakes if you want to win a bunch of games, but you also need the teams above you to lose. That's a perfect schedule for the Bucks if the Bucks were destined to make yep. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Mary <laughs> <laughs> right. will be uncontrollable. All right. And, oh, in that case, I want like the uh, seven and ten Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> to host the fourteen and three Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's let's also so again looking at looking at those the the bottom end <laughs> of the in the hunt. Uh, you have the Seattle Seahawks are currently in uh, only mm-hmm. with a six and five record. They're obviously not going to win the division over the 49ers, but the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams, which is another team, kind of like the Broncos, which you thought after about five or six weeks, like, well, this season's over. Time to move on. Staff- Stafford's old. He's old. Yep. Um, you know, hey, who am I to make fun of the Rams? They sold out for a Super Bowl and they got one. Yeah. So the mission accomplished. But the experiment is over. Kind of sad to see that they're sort of wasting the end of Aaron Donald's career Yeah. Uh, with with mediocre play. Uh, however, the Rams are now five and six after a few wins, and the Seahawks have fallen to six and five. Uh, this is another one of those where one team probably gets in, the other team is probably out. The Seahawks currently are up by one, but uh, the Seahawks have lost a couple of games, including to the Rams. Right. The Rams are only one game back and currently have wins over the Seahawks. So, what do you think? I don't know what to make of that, and I'll be honest with you, I've not watched either of the two teams. Uh, again, if you're kind of looking at at, at trends and, and momentum, mm-hmm. I think maybe the uh, the Rams have a little bit on their side. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe the maybe neither one of them. <laughs> well, you know, n- neither one is is a possibility, and we'll get to that in a second. So for the Seahawks, they have back to back losses. They got absolutely skunked by the 49ers, but the week before that, they also lost to those same Rams. Right. Um, the Seahawks are currently in the pole position, but listen to their upcoming schedule. 49- Cowboys, 49ers, oh. Eagles. Yikes. Woo! Now, Ooh. hey, hey, you win those three games. Not only are you getting in, hey, right. maybe you still do win the NFC West. Who knows? Yeah. But if those are three losses, that I mean, which is a high probability, they're staring yeah. at just losing the playoffs altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, you compare that to the Rams who just had a win over the Seahawks. They do have the Browns next, but the Browns don't have a quarterback. Right. They have the Ravens after that. That's going to be a tough game. Tough one. Then they have the Commanders. Yeah. They have a Saints team that's below them in the standings. They have yeah. the Giants yeah. before they have their final game with the 49ers. Both teams have a couple of really tough games, one of them apiece being with the 49ers. The Seahawks have far and away, uh, and I, and that was just their next three. They also have the Steelers a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. So of current of current polling playoff teams, they have the Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles, Steelers left on their schedule, currently nursing a two-game losing streak, one to the Rams. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and predict that the Seahawks are done. Uh, that, yeah, I did not realize that they had the, that schedule. You're absolutely right. Seahawks that's, fans that's are cool. saying, stop the count. <laughs> All right, and finally, we're going to take a look at the NFC North. Uh, in particular, the the Lions have a control of the division. They're yeah. going to be in. If the season ended today, <clears throat> the Minnesota Vikings, led by Astro Dobbs, 
would actually be in the playoffs. Now, it doesn't help that after leading them to a couple of wins, he's also led them to a couple of losses. Mm-hmm. Hard hard to judge him too harshly for that, considering he got there five minutes ago, and right. he's, he's only 500, and, and they still could have won the games they lost. Um, but his play has leveled off. He's regressed to the mean a bit, uh, and we're coming to the toughest part of the season. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, on the other hand, very similar to the Rams. They're a 5-6 and six team. They do actually have tiebreakers over both the Saints and Rams due to head-to-head. So the Green Bay Packers are, if you think that the Rams are a close-but-not-quite team and the Seattle falls out, it would be the Packers passing them. Yeah. Now, it, it, if in case you're wondering for remaining schedules, the Green Bay Packers, which are a game behind, a half game behind Minnesota right now, they do have the Chiefs next. Mm. Uh, then they have Giants, Buccaneers, Panthers, mm-hmm. uh, and then they have the Vikings. So they will play; these two teams will play one more time the next to last week of the season before they finish with the Bears. Uh, the Vikings, on the other hand, who are nursing a two-game losing streak, they have the Raiders without a head coach, mm-hmm. the Bengals without a quarterback, mm-hmm. um, and then they do have, but they they play the Packers in between both games with the Detroit Lions. So, a little tough. You, you definitely got to like the the Packers, uh, their schedule there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Minnesota's kind of been a confounding team all year because even early in the year with with Cousins, it, one minute they'd look like gangbusters and then the next minute they'd look like garbage. So, I, I think that's kind of their mo. Yeah, well, they're they're getting healthier. You know, you uh, Addison has been shouldering the load. Uh, because Jefferson has been out. He's coming right. back. Uh and they have some they have some decisions to make on whether or not they're going to roll with Dobbs for the rest of the year or are they going to try somebody out. You know Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. isn't coming back. No. You know, here here I am saying which teams they're playing that don't have a quarterback. Technically the Vikings <laughs> don't. It's right. amazing what Dobbs has been able to do, but he's not their starting quarterback. Right. Uh well, for now, <laughs> who knows. <laughs> right. Um th- this is another situation Mike where I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like all of these teams are going to go to the playoffs and get knocked out immediately. Oh yeah, that's that's the tough thing. It's the is the te- the top three to four teams in the NFC are far far superior to the next three to four teams in the NFC. Absolutely. Um, anyway, on that note, Mike, it's time to get on your solemn face. I'm it's time for solemn. in memoriam. We remember a player, a team, a coach, whoever whose sporting life was cut tragically short. Mike, who are you remembering this week? Well, today I'm remembering former Houston football coach Dana, Dana Holgerson. He was unceremoniously fired after an unimpressive Big 12 debut for the Houston Cougars. They ended up going 4-7. and seven. I think they only won two games in the conference. Apparently moving up to a bigger conference isn't as easy as you might have helped. Uh, but we don't have to try to... Uh, we don't have to cry too hard for Holgerson because he's going to earn around $14.8 million dollars not coaching the Cougars. Wow. Go ahead and shoot a puck to the head of freaking Houston Cougars. <laughs> uh, we also have former Panthers head coach, Frank Reich. Mm. Uh, how this for, for Frank, Reich, Frank Reich, he's the first coach in NFL history to have been fired in back-to-back mid-season in year one. He's fired by owner David Tepper, who people are calling Dan Snyder 2.0. By the way, uh, owner David Tepper of the Carolina Panthers today in the media claimed that he was a patient man. (laughs) Uh, But, of course, Frank Wright wasn't the first NFL head coach to be fired this year. That, of course, goes to homeboy Josh McDaniels there. Yeah. 
but hey, you know, if you're going to fire three coaches in three years, then Carolina becomes the team where if you're the consensus top draft pick, you say publicly where everyone can hear you, don't draft me. I'm not playing for you. Yeah. And also, by the way, who are they going to get to coach? Who's going to who wants to coach for a team that oh, fires no. fires all their coaches midway through the first year? Somebody desperate for a coaching job. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to move on to the picks. This week we got five games because we're picking the major college football conference championships. Starting with first game of the year, we're doing them in order of as they're going to happen. The Pac-12 title game, the number five Oregon Ducks are taking on the number three Washington Huskies. Listen to this, Mike Meharry. Washington beat Oregon during the season to finish 12-0 and and number one in the Pac-12, currently ranked number three in the country. And yet Oregon is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. I know, right? What do you think? I'm going with the Huskies to cover that 9.5. In fact, I think the Huskies will win outright. I think they're just a little mm-hmm. bit better football team than the Ducks, but... It's 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 interesting. They're they're basing this a lot on the fact that Oregon really finished the season strong, whereas Washington kind of there's pressure when you're the team on top and you've got a target oh, yeah. on your back, and they felt that pressure, but mm-hmm. they won those games. So it's do you look? There's there's been plenty of years where major, I mean, pe- teams that went on to win bowl games, win even national championships, limped to the finish line. Absolutely. So, so this is a tough one to pick. Mike and I are picking based on spreads. Um. Man, nine and a half points is too much to give up. That's a big, yeah. That's nine a big and a half points to the number five team in the country. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, or excuse me, number three team. I'm gonna take Washington. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go halfway against you. I'm gonna say Oregon does actually win, but Washington will cover that spread. Ah. All right, finally, we're moving on to the Big 12 title game, the number 18 Oklahoma State Cowboys, which are 14 and a half point underdogs in their conference title game <sighs> to the number seven texas longhorns mike meharry if you're wondering why that is uh it's because oklahoma state had a 13 point win over a team that just fired their head coach that you just talked about um they needed double ot to beat unranked byu and they lost 45 to 3 to an unranked ucf team that's yeah. why they're 14 and a half point dogs what do you think? That's a such a big number, and and it normally I would not pick, uh, I would not pick a team with that big of a spread. But I think Texas is probably going to cover it because Oklahoma is just not on the the right trajectory. And dear God, UCF. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I think actually because you know me from from the years of doing the sunken cost money pit, I tend to stay mm-hmm. away from games with big point spreads because just why tempt that fate? Um, right. But I actually would take Texas minus fourteen and a half. I think Texas blows them out because Texas wants to send a message that hey, if other teams lose, you should move us up to the top four. So I mm-hmm. think Texas does still have something to play for. Yeah, for sure. we're moving on to oh man. It's it's a SEC title rematch from a couple of years back. The number mm-hmm. one Georgia Bulldogs, they've basically been number one all season. Yep. 12 and 0. They're taking on the number eight Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh you want to talk about big spreads versus small spreads. In this game, they only have it at five and a half points. Mm-hmm. Georgia is a five and a half point fa- favorite 
playing, of course, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is in Atlanta, Georgia. That's where they hold the SEC title games. It, Georgia had so many years where they weren't really an SEC title contender that they were just wasting getting to play home games <laughs> right. for the SEC title game. So anyway, uh, Georgia-Alabama, what do you think? This may surprise some people, but I'm going to pick Alabama to actually win this game outright. Oh! I've, I've watched Georgia a number of times. I think they're vulnerable. I don't think they're as they're definitely not as good as they've been the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. And Alabama is a, is a team on the upswing, and uh, their quarterback is playing well. Uh, granted, they had a tough time with Auburn, but that game is just weird anyway. So uh, I think I think Georgia's going to lose this one. I think it's their time to fall off of that uh, throne. Uh, I, I will I will give you this. Both teams are kind of coming into this game in a weird place. Alabama needed an absolute miracle to mm-hmm. beat Auburn. Although, although Alabama would have still won the West had they lost that game. So they would have right. still been in this game, but obviously with a little bit of tarnish. Uh, Georgia had a one-possession win over 6-6 six and six Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I don't but think either again, of these teams are playing their best football. Yeah. Those rivalry games, though, again, you know, there's always weird things that happen in rivalry games. So, yeah, well, they call Tennessee and Vanderbilt a rivalry game, too, Mike. <laughs> but weird things aren't supposed to happen. Well, there was some weird things for sure. Well, <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. Um, I'm actually going to say Georgia. So I, I think this is going to be one of those years where everyone shakes their head and says, oh, this is the year that someone finally gets Georgia. They they replace so many people. Back is back is not Stetson Bennett. The consistency's not there. And then what are they going to do? They're going to win out. Yeah. So I'm going to say Georgia. All right. uh, we're moving on to, boy, you want to talk about a game with, with no drama at all. Uh, <laughs> last week was great. This week yeah. is the number two Michigan Wolverines who won the big, the big uh, matchup last week against Ohio State. Didn't even need their signs to do it. Uh, they're taking on the number 16 Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, Mike, I'll let you make your pick first. I just want to say really quick while I'm thinking about it. I, it, it Iowa is the team every single year where you think to yourself, if only they had an even mediocre offense. Right. If they were if they were 40th in, in college football and offense, they'd be the best team you've ever seen. And yeah. they just can't seem to do it. Well, you know, looking at this, I think Michigan wins. I don't think there's any question about that. But 21 and a half points. That's a lot of points. And with Iowa having mm-hmm. they do play defense. I'm going to give them that. Mm-hmm. It's at Iowa. Uh, not an easy place to play. Uh, so I think Iowa actually covers that spread. It's, so 21 and a half points is a lot. And, and and I know that you're thinking, well, look, on paper, Michigan's a way better team. Michigan mm-hmm. plays just as good of defense as Iowa does, plus they have a great offense to go along with it. Um, so that's why they're such a big favorite. Um, the thing about Iowa is, is they really only had one absolute clunker. They had a 31 to zero loss to Penn State. That's a really bad loss. That was all the way back in the, in, I mean, that was in September. Since that time, they had one upset loss where their defense only gave up 12 points. They just lost the game because their offense can't (laughs) score 13. Uh, But look at these other games. Uh, 13-10, 15-13, 22-0. These are all victories. 10-7, 15-6, 2014, 26-16, 41-10, 2013, 24-14. They very rarely give up three touchdowns, much less lose by three touchdowns. So, yeah, I don't know. I could see this being a game where Michigan's just a little flat after last week. They win easily, but easily is not 21 and a half points. Right. So, yeah, I'm actually going to pick Iowa to cover. 
If only there were moral victories, Hawkeyes. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the, the last one we have that has drama, but for the wrong reasons. You have the number 14 Louisville Cardinals, uh, who are two and a half point underdogs. This, this is, they're calling it close against mm-hmm. the number four Florida State Seminoles. Mike, has there ever been a top four team one week away from the playoffs that seemed less convincing than Florida oh, State? I know. It's kind of, I kind of feel bad because history, I've hated hit, uh, Florida State, but this year I've kind of been, you know, they're the only decent team in the state. So I've kind of been following them and pulling for them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a tough game to call. Uh, I, I would have picked Louisville if I hadn't watched Kentucky actually just butt stomp them yeah. last week. Uh, so I, I think that's a, I think it is going to be a close game. Um, I, I think Florida State's a little bit better across the board. I think they're going to win it, but I think it could be close. I think that there's not going to be the 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 agent of chaos in me who who loves mayhem says <laughs> I want to see Florida State finish the season undefeated going into the final rank ranked in the top four just to force the committee to drop an undefeated team because they don't like that their quarterback got hurt. It it, it raises the questions of should the voters be voting on based on who got hurt? I mean, if if they finish the season thirteen and zero and win their conference and they were in the top four going in. Why would they not be in the top four going out? So I want to force the committee to prove to the world just how smart slash stupid they really are. <laughs> um, on the but I actually think that Louisville wins. I think that Louisville wins. Uh, last week that loss to Kentucky's tough, but hey, I'm taking a page out of your playbook, those rivalry you're, games. You're right. You're right. Those rivalry games. Um, whereas Florida State, Florida State needed every ounce that they had in the tank to beat a bad Florida Gators team. And let's True. face it. Uh, Jordan Travis isn't coming back. No. So th- I think that this is going to be a higher scoring game and they're not going to be able to keep up. All right. On that note, Mike, do you have a final thought? I do. You know, we saw the little tussle there at the end of the uh, Florida Ottawa hockey game and mm-hmm. we saw the refs take control of it. And it's a good thing, I guess. But there's a part of me that misses that old time hockey. I was actually watching videos the other day of some of the brawls back in the seventies mm-hmm. back then they would have just let everybody clear the benches and go at it. Yeah. And that's another way of solving the problem. So I don't yeah. know, you know, that's, that's the old school, old school in me. Retro, miss it. retro yeah. pucking. Retro Meharry. Yeah. No retro pucking. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say they had more hair, but I guess retro Meharry had more hair too. This is a fact. Much more. All right. Guys, thank you so much for watching another episode of Sports Ball. But we're going to be back to wrap up It's Too Late right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Mosley. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. If you're more of a listener than a watcher, you get us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. That's Spotify. It's too late with Alan Mosley or at 
Alan Mosley TV. I miss sports ball. It's fun. It's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, it's way better than whatever whatever this is. This is this is a mess. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I like it's, that. It's it's wild because I produce sports ball and it turns out great. Yeah, it's pretty tight. <clears throat> Multitasking and stuff. Yeah. Dave, do you have a final thought? I um do you ever do you ever brush your tongue so aggressively that you have to like brush your teeth all over again because you kind of grow up in your mouth a little bit. No. You've never had that. No. It just might just. I should probably calm down. Oh, need to fix. There you go. It's like one of those blade air freshener things that just fires off a scent once in a while. Yeah. Um. After party? I'm super tired. <laughs> I know. Well, I, yeah, I'm in the middle of a 60-hour work week, so yeah, maybe quick. Oh, oh, oh! I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of a sixty-hour oh, work I mean, week. So we don't have maybe to. real quick. <laughs> this is why you have a problem because you let yourself get talked into things, and yeah, you don't even have to try. Yeah. Celeste, why do you need the list? That Derek said he was doing it. He was taking care of it. Oh yeah. Okay, well now we're doing an after party because we have to talk yeah, about we gotta the get old days. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get it all squared away. So, <laughs> okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> That's alright, we'll, we'll go over the list really quick uh, in the after party, which is gonna happen now. <laughs> Damn it. Guys, thank you so much for watching another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week. Take your time, Dave. Jesus Christ. One. It's just it's just over and over again. I'll tell you what, next week you host the show and I'll be the producer. Dude, I, I think I hit I hit two buttons and I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh god. Should I be ready? Like should I have my hand on the trigger over here? I don't know. I think it's gonna be okay because the first button seemed to do the right thing. I don't know what the second button's gonna do. Why are I'm like there... crossing, crossing the streams? I have the holiday edition. Okay, but it only happens this way when you purposely put a second button next to the button that you need. Like, who does that? 